Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you with comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thanks so much for coming and being here this week. This week's topic, oh goodness, it's a good one. Uh, We are going to talk about the two things that could be either slowing down or completely stopping your weight loss. I know many people out there are really trying, um, whether you're an emotional eater or not, um, people are trying to lose weight and there are so many things that go into that happening. And sometimes you feel like you're doing all the right things and the weight's not coming off and you just don't understand it. And you're doing the mind work and you're doing affirmations and gratitude and all this good stuff. And you are eating only when you're hungry and stopping when you're full and you, and you don't figure out, you can't figure out what is going on. Well, today we are going to talk about what might be going on and um, some, some options and some things for you to think about all the while keeping and maintaining that thought of always making sure that we are addressing our own needs and addressing our emotional eating at the same time. So on today's episode, what you are going to learn is you're going to learn what over hunger is and how balancing three hormones that are in our bodies is the key to losing weight and keeping it off and keeping these hormones in balance. And it's going to be easier than you think. Uh, The second thing is we're going to talk about those two very common ingredients in foods that almost everyone who's listening to this, uh, actually, I will say probably everyone who's listening to this is eating and what, how that might be slowing down your body's ability to be able to release weight and, uh, and get you to a healthy weight that you want to be at. And then lastly, how we absolutely cannot address over hunger without addressing over desire and the desire that we have for food. And that's where the emotional eating component comes into place, play. And we can't ignore that. And we can't pretend like that's not there. We have to address it and we have to learn how to manage it and manage it between our ears. That is the key. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So if you are uh, watching in the Facebook group, Breakthrough Emotional Eating, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you're listening on the podcast and you are not a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community, would love to have you join us. We are on Facebook and doing all sorts of really cool things. So please go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough and join the group. It is an amazing community of people. Right now we have so many people who are posting their meal plans and their daily assessments and are getting support and are encouraging each other and are learning how to have a healthy relationship with food and really break free from that dieting mentality, but also listening to their bodies and everybody is different. And that's what I think I really want to make sure everybody hears for today's, um, today's topic 
is that what I'm going to talk about today might not be for you. It might be something that you try and you're like, oh, no, that's not for me. And that's okay. Every body is different. Every person is different. I always like to provide options for people, but please know that it is not one size fits all. You have to try and work with what's going to be best for your body, for your body chemistry, and for what's going to work for your lifestyle as well. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, but again, the Breakthrough Community is just amazing. So we'd love to have you join us um, at any time. It'd be, it'd be great to have you. So as always, I want to do a member shout out this week. And the member shout out goes to Julie Whitrock. And Julie is a member of the group. She's been a member for quite a few months, but she's just started to kind of engage and, and start to do some things in the group. And she started really getting involved by being a part of last week's How to Lose Weight Like a Real Person five-day challenge. And Julie just killed it. She did such an amazing job. And as of right now, she's in her second week and she has lost five pounds, writing down, creating a meal plan, doing a daily assessment, and um, also you know, eating when she, only when she's hungry, stopping when she's satisfied, and making sure that she is listening to her body, listening to her heart, listening to what she needs as she moves through her day. And she's really creating what, what really is a healthy lifestyle for her. So Julie, I'm super proud of you and just keep up all the great work you're doing. You are an inspiration and uh, I'm so happy to have you in the group. So thank you so much. Moving on to today's topic. So today's topic is what do we do? There are two things that we can do. What do we do when we're, when we're not, when we're trying and we feel like we're doing absolutely everything we're supposed to be doing and we're not seeing the numbers on the scale move. And we really are, are in a healthy place that we're not beating ourselves up, but we just, you know, we just don't understand. We know that we take, I always recommend that the number on the scale when you weigh is data. It's just math. It's not drama. Don't make it into drama. It's merely math and math is data. And we use that to make our, to make our informed decisions. But what happens when you keep thinking you're doing the right thing and it's just not working? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the, the thing that we're going to talk about today is there is, there is a, what do I want to call it? A circumstance called over hunger, being over hungry. And over hunger is the idea that not an idea, but it's a, it's a, it's a situation where you are unable to, or you struggle with recognizing when you are truly hungry and you feel hormonally like you're a little out of whack and you're not really sure when you're hungry, when you're full, and you just can't get that dialed, that piece dialed in. And so these three hormones that we're going to talk about today, them getting in balance really is, is pivotal for allowing your body to be able to do what it's supposed to do as, uh, as you go through the weight loss, weight loss process. So the three hormones that we're going to talk about today are insulin, ghrelin, and leptin. And so, um, yeah, insulin, ghrelin, and leptin. I always want to make sure I say them in the right order, in the order I'm going to talk about them. Um, so these three hormones need to be in balance. Now, wouldn't it be nice if there was a pill that we could take that would put them in balance? It would be fabulous. That is not the case. Uh, the case in reality, 
it is based upon a number of different factors that I will talk about, but the, the, they're, and they're just a few and they're very easy, very, very easy to manipulate, but we just have to know how to do that. So the first thing we're going to talk about is, is insulin and insulin is a hormone your body creates naturally. Your pancreas creates it when you eat. And remember anytime you eat anything, anything, stock of broccoli, apple fritter, you eat either one of those things, your blood sugar is going to go up. Obviously, apple fritter, a lot higher. But you are going to, your blood sugar is going to go up. And what your body's natural response is, is to kick in some insulin and put it into your bloodstream and bring your insulin level, bring your blood sugar levels back down. Now, what happens is, is when we, we do that, when the insulin goes in, which is a natural occurrence, when it goes into your bloodstream, it will lower the lower the the blood sugar levels but while insulin is in your blood your body senses that as kind of a, a crisis situation and so what it does is when there is when there's constant levels of insulin in your system because you're eating all the time or what you're eating has a is a dramatic impact on your blood sugar and there's a lot of insulin that has to go in so the body has to work really hard to bring that blood sugar down your body goes into a fat storage mode because it senses that there is something wrong. There is, it's, it's kind of sensing that there is, there's a problem. And so what it does is it's like, we're not letting anything happen. We are locking every, locking the systems down. And so you go into fat storing mode because your body from a, from a evolutionary standpoint thinks that we all should have extra fat on us just in case, you know, that saber tooth tiger never comes by and we don't get food for a month. It always wants to make sure that we're able to access food. So it's really important to make sure that you know that when insulin is constantly in your bloodstream, because you're constantly eating all the time and the foods that you're eating are dramatically elevating your blood sugar, you are always going to be in fat storage mode. Now, the other caveat to that is the other piece of that is is so it does have to do with what you eat, but it also has to do with how frequently you eat. If you are eating all the time, if you're eating the every two hours, every hour and a half, your body never has an opportunity to ever go without to bring those insulin levels back down because food is constantly going in, bringing the blood sugar up, insulin gets kicked in, blood sugar goes back down, you eat again, same process happens. So it's this constant up and down. But what it means is, is that more often than not, your bloodstream has insulin in it. So you are in fat storage mode, not what we want. Okay. So that is, and that's really, that's really the, the issue with, with insulin and insulin being up and down. So when that is out of whack, everything's out of whack. So the second hormone we're going to talk about is ghrelin and ghrelin is the hormone. We, they refer to it as growling ghrelin and, and growling ghrelin is the hormone that tells you when you are hungry. So when your body and your body gets, um, your body gets used to the amount of food and how much and how frequently you eat. So if you eat all the time, your, and your body starts to, what your body does is it produces more ghrelin each time because you, you get hungry, you answer it, your body starts to think, oh, well, she needs to be hungry all the time because she's eating all the time. If you eat all the time, your body gets used to that and thinks, oh, if it's been an hour and a half, we better kick some ghrelin in so she eats again because that's what she's been doing. So we want to make sure that 
it, when we eat too frequently, ghrelin gets to a really high level. And when ghrelin gets to a high level, it's constantly in your bloodstream telling you you're always hungry. And so you always feel like you need to eat, even though you've eaten an hour and a half ago. That is not, that is, that, that can't be, the, that hormone is out of whack when that's the circumstance. Um, so it will always be telling you that if it's present, it will always be telling you that you need to eat. So the great part is, is ghrelin can be reprogrammed and the levels can be changed and they can be stabilized. Now, the last hormone is leptin. And leptin is the hormone that signals to your brain that you're full. And so it's produced by the body as well. But what happens is, is when insulin is high in the bloodstream, the message that leptin sends to your brain gets blocked. So it, your brain never gets the signal that it's full because of that insulin being present in your blood. So when the leptin really wants to work and wants to send that message to your brain of saying, oh God, we're full, we don't need to eat anymore. But what happens is it gets blocked because of all that insulin. So these three hormones are very, very intertwined and they all work together. And so if they are one about, is out of whack, and all three of them are out of whack, and if all three of them are out of whack, you are going to be in a circumstance called overhunger, and that's going to be an issue. So how do we balance those three hormones? How do we do that? So that's point number two. Number point, point number two is what do we do to balance these three hormones? So the, the process of lowering the level of insulin that you have in your bloodstream has to do with how quickly your body processes and is easily able to process foods that come into your system, predominantly sugar and flour. When those two things, those two, sugar and flour, those are the two biggies that we're going to be talking about today. When they get when they get overly processed, they are all, both of those sugar and flour are overly processed materials. They go through a lot of chemical engineering to make them easily absorbable by the body. And so when those two substances go into your system, they are quickly absorbed by your body and they jack up your blood, your blood sugar levels. Blood sugar level goes high, insulin kicks in, insulin tries to lower it. When we're, we're constantly eating, there are, you know, it, it's, it's just a vicious cycle. So there are two things that you need to do to keep that insulin level low. The first one, is to reduce or eliminate sugar and flour. Now, I wanna preface that with saying, sugar and flour, it can be temporary and it does not have to be total elimination. You're never gonna eat any of those things ever again. I wanna make sure that everybody knows that because if you've been following my podcast and you've heard me talk, I am not about deprivation, I'm not about restriction. But if we are not reaching the goals that we wanna reach and we wanna do that in a healthful way, and we will talk about how we incorporate all those things together in point number three, but we have to know the facts. And the facts are that sugar and flour, heavily processed, greatly impact your body's ability to be able to keep your blood, your blood sugar levels low, keep insulin levels low, and be in what is called a fat-burning circumstance, a fat-burning uh, system. So it's really important that we know that we want to keep those blood sugar levels down. We want the, the body to go to, into fat burning mode. And we want to make sure that we, if we lower our consumption of flour and sugar, 
And when I say flour, I want to be really, really specific. I think everybody pretty much knows where sugar is. And I'm talking about processed sugar. So if you want to eat fruit, you can, but everything needs to be in moderation. And everything needs to always go back to, am I hungry? And then I, can I stop when I'm satisfied? So always, we don't eat when we're not hungry and we stop when we're satisfied. So fruit is fine, but we always need to make sure we keep that, we keep that, those levels in mind that we don't eat to, you know, to we're totally stuffed with, with, with fruit. But processed sugar, we know what the, where processed sugar comes from. And then flour is always the one that I'm like, Flour, flour is awful tasting. How is that? Well, flour is so heavily processed and it immediately gets converted into a sugar that anytime you, anytime you eat something, and usually sugar and flour go together. Oftentimes they go together. So when we're talking about flour, and this is sometimes confusing to people, it's any kind of flour. So that means almond flour, coconut flour, any of the gluten-free flours, those are all heavily, highly processed ingredients that are going into your body that are being dramatically processed, very easily concentrated, and they go into your bloodstream really quickly, elevate your, your blood sugar, and then again, elevate your insulin levels to bring that down. So things we need to avoid, all the good stuff, <laughs> just kidding, but bread, muffins, cakes, you know, cookies, pasta. Pasta is one that people don't always think about. Pasta is, is, has flour in it as well. Um, what you can eat. So you think like, okay, well, those are things I can't eat. What can I eat? So again, we can eat lots of really, you know, good whole food veggies, protein, um, healthy fats. Fats for sure. We do not ever want to cut fats out of our diet, but potatoes, I have to say there are, I have so many clients when I say, yeah, go ahead and ask, you know, eat a potato. They're like, I haven't had a potato in 10 years. So we don't want that. Potatoes, always a great option. And again, a whole food, natural, naturally produced. Rice, rice is another. So those are two carbs that absolutely, but again, everything under the umbrella of we eat when we're hungry and we stop when we're satisfied. Okay, so again, foods are not off limits. And even these foods that have sugar and flour in them, you absolutely, 80, 20, 80%, you're doing what you need to do to, to have your body work in a way that's most efficient. But 20% of the time, if you want to have, you know, if you want to go to a restaurant, and you want to have a piece of bread, you want to have pasta, go for it. And then pay attention to how your body feels after you've eaten it. And you can decide, is this something that's serving my body? If you don't feel well afterwards, it's probably telling you that it's not something that's serving your body. And it's not something that's going to um, put you in the best possible position to feel really good and have lots of energy. Um, and again, I really want to make sure that we all know, I'm not saying that you cannot eat these things ever. And that's not the case. It's just, we are, it's, it's, those are the 20% and the, and the 80% is the thing are the things that really are nourishing our bodies. Point number three is the issue of over desire. Now over desire completely comes from our brain. We can't discuss overeating and just talk about over hunger or just talk about over desire. We have to talk about both of those things because both of those things contribute to people overeating. So the over desire is the circumstance of desire of anything is created by our thoughts. And so we talk a lot about, you know, on this podcast and in the breakthrough emotional eating community, we talk a lot about controlling our controlling our thoughts and really having thoughts that serve us. So when we when we start to use food as a way of 
helping our, you know, making thoughts or making feelings that are a result of thoughts go away, that's when we're, we're, we're really intensifying that over-desire. We're making that over-desire a worse situation than it, than it is. Because what happens is you have a thought, something happens, you have a thought about it, it upsets you, and you don't want to feel upset. And so what do you do? You, you, what we call buffer, you buffer with food. You go and you eat something because that doesn't make you feel the way you were feeling five minutes before you ate something. So it's really about tapping into those feelings and, and feeling our feelings and making sure that we are not using food for what it is not intended. Food is not intended to be a best friend. It's not intended to be a companion. It's not intended to make us feel better when things aren't going the way we want. As human beings, we have to, all of us, have to make sure that we start listening to our bodies and allowing ourselves to feel emotions because all they are emotions. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to do anything to you. They might feel uncomfortable, but that's it. And you ride out the emotion and then you let it go. So, in, but what happens is people want to avoid, and I'm sure many of you listening, you want to avoid a circumstance, something that's happened. And food is that go-to. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's a glass of wine. For some people, it's sh online shopping. For some people, it's getting on Facebook. We get that little bit of a dopamine hit and oh, we feel so much better. But in the long run, what does that do for us? That doesn't get us where we want to go to our goals and, and our dreams and what we're really working towards. And in this case, we're talking about weight loss and we're talking about a handle on our emotional eating. And so that over-desire really comes into play. And that's where mind, manage mind management really comes into play. And that is a, a hugely important thing is to being able to manage your mind, manage your thoughts, and have them serve you in the best way possible. So again, the three things that, um, that are going to be contributing to possibly slowing down or stopping your weight loss is the, the over-hunger, and that is the out-of-balance of the three main hormones that we have in our bodies that are associated with the foods that we eat. And that would be insulin, ghrelin, and leptin. And getting those three in balance is the key to losing weight as well as to keeping it off. How do we do that? Reduction or elimination of sugar and flour, at least temporarily, to see how your body reacts, to see how it feels. I will tell you that it's it is not always easy, and that's where the third piece comes into play, and that's the mind management. That's the, that's the managing of the over-desire, the thoughts that we have about food, how we use food to make us feel better, and how we really have to learn how to process and feel our emotions instead of turning those emotions over to food. So I hope that this has really kind of been illuminating. I hope that it's, it's helped you understand how we can't just go in isolation. We can't just look at just what we eat or what we're thinking, we have to put those things together. We have to put what we're eating and how it's impacting our body and our hormones, then what we're thinking, what we're thinking about food, what we're thinking in general about our lives and how we're handling our emotions, and then having those two things come together. And when we are able to manage those two things together, we are unstoppable when it comes to weight management and just life management, because this is not exclusive just to weight loss or to emotional eating. Learning how to manage your mind and managing your thoughts is, is pivotal just for you to be able to just 
have a human experience and have the human experience that you want to have and have it be, have, live the life that you want. And that life full of joy and happiness and, and you know, satisfaction doesn't mean life's always going to be happy because remember, life is always about 50-50. We always are going to have 50% positive emotions, 50% negative. But when we bring the two pieces together, when we bring how we manage ourselves and we manage our minds, bring all that together, we can't lose. So I hope this was really helpful. If you have any questions for those people who are in the Facebook group, if you are... Um, if you're watching this in replay or if you're watching it live, I would love to have you just, if you think that that hormonal piece, that out of that, that those hormones being out of whack and your hunger and your ability to be able to recognize hunger or stop when you're full, if you feel like that might be a little out of whack and that maybe the sugar and the flour might be an issue, just write hormones in the in the in the comments so hormones in the comments and then i'll know that you're kind of thinking hmm this might be this might be something i might be this might be leading me someplace that could actually possibly create pun intended a breakthrough in uh, in your in your weight loss journey so um definitely in the comments if you think that this applies to you just write the word hormone hormones okay and if you are listening on the podcast again get on over to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community on Facebook, please, and come on in and join, be a part of the group, and definitely, um, you know, come in, participate. We have um, five-day challenges. We have all sorts of cool things going on in the group, so definitely be a part of that, but again, thank you so much for joining me and spending this time with me, and I look forward to next week, and oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't say this before. So this um, episode is being recorded on October 2nd, 2020, and it is my father's 84th birthday. So I would be remiss in saying, if I didn't say happy birthday, Poppy, I love you very much. So my father is Richard Jones. Many of my, um, many of my listeners are people in the, uh, in the Facebook group. Uh, my dad was a teacher at the high school where I went. And so um, if anybody listens to this, if you're on my, in my Facebook group or you're in my personal profile and you happen to listen to this, you will know who my dad is. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday and uh, just keep on going. Love you so much. So have a great rest of your week and I will see you all next week.